Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. We are reading from the Big Book on page 63, the second paragraph. We were now at step three. We'll be reading that one paragraph and comments on that paragraph only. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Beth W, 12 Traditions, Tamara C, and readers of the text, Penny C, Carmela G, and Janice B. The share ID for Tuesday, October the 22nd, the 7 a.m. meeting, 13555, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 13556. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Beth W. to read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning. This is Beth W. from North Dakota, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Beth W. And now Tamara C. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Tamara C., compulsive eater in South Carolina. Uh, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Tamara C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 63, the second paragraph we were now at step three. Penny C., would you get us started, please? Yes, good morning, Lynn. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, 
that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Boy, I read this last night and, and again this morning and, and um, thinking what I would say, you know, in response to what I just read. And gosh, I could take any line and spend more than three minutes discussing it, I'm sure. But this, this, as we understood him, how important that is. That's why it's in italics. And, you know, this means that no matter what we call our higher power, whatever our concept is, we are able to recover doing this step work. And that this prayer, God, I offer myself to thee, the wording at first, I put it aside. It was the wording was old fashioned. It didn't, didn't get much from it. And I don't know when, soon after I came into 12 step programs, it began to make sense to me. And today, uh, I say it with my fellows, with my sponsees, um, on the phone, um, in person. It just says everything for me. Um, I just wanted to add one one thing. Uh, at one point, I was talking to a fellow recovered visionary and telling her that, you know, a sponsee had told me that uh, she was chicken and she was afraid and couldn't go on with the steps. We were on step three and she couldn't, just couldn't do it. And uh, I said, well, you know, what can I do for her? And this woman said to me, why don't you say the third step prayer and put her name in there? So this, this prayer does a lot more than ask God to help me. I can use this prayer to ask God to help others who I want to help and who I love. So, um, gosh, there's so much more I could say about this. Uh, it's, it's the conclusion of the mind that says to me, I better be ready now to do the rest of the steps. You know, I'm committing myself to continue to recover. And then when I get to step 12, to pass this all on to others, I would help others who are still out there suffering. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Penny C. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last few days to take this opportunity. Please Katie G from Boston. Excuse me. Thank you, Katie G, as it helps me hear everyone. Who would like to share? Sonia H from New Jersey. Nessa R. Okay, let me tell you, sorry, everybody's coming in at the same time, so let me tell you who I did hear. I heard Katie G, Nessa R, and Vasa O, but I missed a lot of people. Santa H from New Jersey. Matthew F. Okay, great, I've got a line up here, thanks. This is who I have, and I apologize to those I missed. I have Katie G, Nessa R, 
Vasa O, Leah F, Shanta H, and Matthew F. So, Katie G, can you start us off, please? Thanks, Lynn. Sorry for stomping on your toes. That was my nervousness. Good morning, everyone. KG, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston. And, um, you know, one of the things I was taught about this step three prayer is that there's no amen at the end of this prayer. The amen comes at the end of step seven. And I think that's important to recognize because amen means the end, right? It's an end of a prayer. But step three is only making a decision. I, I suffered under this delusion for so long that I'm just turning my will over and taking it back and you know, all this stuff, if I turn my will, if I make a decision in step three to turn my will and my life over the care of God next, immediately, I have to get down to who I am, right? What my will in my life is, because I don't know what it is. I had been beaten by a pulp or to the pulp by this disease of anorexia, bulimia, of starving myself, of running my life. And if I want to be reborn, which when I first took this third step, man, I, all I knew is I needed to be reborn. I needed a new mind, a new heart, a new, a new everything because the way I was doing it didn't work. And when I first took this step three, um, I, I got on my knees with my sponsor and we held hands and we said it very slowly together. And I immediately felt like I'm no longer alone. You know, like I, I hadn't yet had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. But she told me to take a piece of jewelry and that that would be my third step reminder. And I was, I was, I was a manager, another job that I got fired from, at, a, at an office. And I remember taking the third step, about to be fired, and every time I was at work, every hour I would go into the bathroom, put the paper towels down, and say the third step prayer. Because what is this about? God, I'm giving you to me. My schemes and designs, they don't work. It's all been smashed. Everything we've beautifully talked about, this bondage of self what is bondage? Slavery. I, my natural default posi- excuse me, position is to think about me and my needs. And the kicker of this prayer is, God, take away my difficulties. Not so I can ride off into the sunset and have, you know, whatever, ponies and rainbows. But so that victory of over my difficulties can bear witness to you, to you who I would help. And that is the good drug. I am telling you, when a woman calls me and she's in pain because she's 20 pounds overweight or she's suffering from bulimia or anorexia or anything or she's, you know, Susie Stingle and, and, and all, and, and, or in graduate school or all the things that I have walked through, right? I can say to her, I've been there and this is what I did, the 12 steps. So this isn't about turning my will and my life over the care of God. What this is, is making a decision to what? Follow through with more action. And then I get the amen, I get God, and I get to keep moving forward one day at a time with all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Nessa R., it's your turn, followed by Vasa O. Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. So take away my difficulties. Um, you know, my first reaction when I um, first encountered this passage was, I have spent the last 45, 46 years of my life begging God to take away my difficulties, and it hasn't worked. 
I still have all my difficulties. And I realize now in hindsight um, that the problem is not with, you know, God take away my difficulties. The problem is how am I defining my difficulties? And, you know, I was asking God to give me a better boss, you know, a, a, a more fun, exciting job, you know, lots of money, um, a thin body, beautiful clothes, you know, vacations, you know, fancy vacations, you know, uh, then asking God to, you know, have my kids take out the garbage and my husband not to spend so much time at work. And those are not my difficulties. Those are just my circumstances. You know, I have, we have read in the past a few paragraphs, what are my difficulties? My troubles are of my own making. And, you know, I, when I started working with my sponsor, she drilled into me that when I have a problem, I am the problem. And to me, that is very empowering because, I mean, um, that means I can, if I get out, of, get out of the way, then the problem goes away. And so what are my difficulties? It's what it says, I, um, you know, that um, my problems arise out of my selfishness and self-centeredness. My difficulties are my character defects. You know, I'm selfish, dishonest, of seeking fearful, and that clouds my perspective. You know, that's the filter through which everything that happens to me and around me um, that I that I that I focus on, and that's what causes my difficulties. So when I work through the to the steps, you know, and that's the decision I'm making in step three is to continue on, and I clean my house, and I ask God to remove my defects. Then He'll see fit when He believe that I am ready to remove my character defects. Those are my difficulties because those are what cost me the problems that I have. It's not the food and it's not the weight and it's not the money or the husband or the boss or the kids or the neighbor or the, you know, supermarket cashier who lets people in with nine items in the eight item line. It's me. It's me and my little plans and designs. And so um, the only way that I have learned to get out of my own way is through the working of this beautiful program, exactly as outlined in the big book, and in entire 100% abstinence. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Vasa O, it's your turn, followed by Leah S. Please go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Please time me, Lynn. Thank you for your service. And Vasa, grateful, grateful recovered compulsive reader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I made a decision to take step three in 1986 uh, when I was uh, desperate. And this is, it, I had the gift of desperation, but I, I didn't see it as a gift in those days. I remember this is going to be punished. This is punishing myself to surrender with the food and my life and my will. I was more concerned about the food in those days. And uh, the only way my sponsor said to me, we have to surrender to God, to a higher power. I like that thought and the idea of higher power in those days than God. It just God scared the daylights out of me. So, But I did combine. I remember saying higher power, God, whoever you are there, on my knees in the bathroom. She 12-stepped me for about one week, a little bit told me a little bit what to do. But the first three steps she told me were the most important steps, you know. That's the foundation of the program. And uh, she did say to me, you know, we have to put the food down, clean house, 
and help others, but we need our higher powers' help, and we need the support of the groups, and we need the 12 steps. Uh, God is going to help us, but, you know, we have to do the work. And I was just so willing and ready. And, yes, I did run in the bathroom. I took it by myself, you know. And I locked the door in the bathroom, and I remember saying, getting on my knees and saying to God, God, please help me. Uh, forgive me for all the sins. I don't know how I did it. I, I want to put the food in your hands, I, and please help me. It, I didn't do it formally the way it is here till I learned that. But it didn't matter. It still worked. And I remember receiving a power, like a, a having that connection almost, putting the plug into the, um, putting my iron into the plug and having that connection. And I felt like something went through my body. And they call it today spiritual experience. I felt like the old me died and the new became, the, I became new in this higher power, in, in God, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it was just a wonderful experience from being so terrified to do to something that happened that I, I thought was going to just strike me down and I would die. And it was just the opposite of what happened. But anyways, and it has worked all these years, and I've never stopped saying the, the formal prayer every morning when I say my prayers for other things, and I always include, God, I love myself. I'll wrap it up, and I've used that prayer and went, went into step four, and I take the steps the way they're laid out. It works if we work it, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you. And thank you, Vasa. Oh, Leah S., it's your turn, followed by Santa H., Please go ahead, Leah. Thank you very much. Leah S. recovered in Brooklyn and grateful. So um, I reached step three, and uh, this is the third step prayer. And before I even started it with my sponsor, um, there was such a solemn, there was such a seriousness in in her voice, you know, up until then, she was trying to explain, and she spoke. There's a certain camaraderie that that we started having, and all of a sudden, her voice changed, and and it said, "Now we're gonna, now we're really going to get serious. This is serious, solemn." And and all of a sudden, I felt the um, the seriousness of, of of doing the steps, and and. And uh, step three meant that um, I'm going to be built. In some way, I'm going to change. Uh, the The difficulties that I had were associated with self right away. Um, there's something that is not letting me grow. It's not letting, in other words, it's not letting me get built and it means change. There were things that were starting to change within me right away with just understanding the seriousness of taking responsibility for what I am doing and when I am reaching for foods, when I am re- doing certain uh, behaviors, when I'm being jealous, when I'm being... being um, 
uh, obnoxious, when I'm being uh, unreasonable, and those things are starting to shift. In other words, it's not so intense anymore, and there is a change coming over me. And that's the witness to those difficulties. That's the witness of of the infinite, the the glory of 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 of, of this this power, and this uh, this God that I call God, and um, this prayer has always always given me the seriousness of it, and it has always helped me through with my food, with my behaviors, with everything else about it. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. Santa H., you're up next, followed by a special announcement from Monica T. Santa, please go ahead. Thank you, Lynn, and thank you for hearing me this morning. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Santa H., S-O-N-T-A. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And um, I first want to say I appreciate what Katie said uh, about step three is the beginning and step seven is the end with the amen at the end of the prayer. Um, Because for me, every morning I read step three and step seven. It starts my day off and it sets me in the right frame of mind as to how I'm going to conduct myself throughout the day. And what came to me is that it says our maker as we understood him. That maker that I understand today is not the same maker I, maker I understood back in 2014 when I first went through this process with a recovery guide. The process back then was, like recovery guide said to me, is that taking step three only means that you're willing to do the work. And yes, that is true. But what came up for me today as I was reading this is saying that I'm offering myself to thee to build with me. And so the building to me means that the construction is not done with. So that means I'm constantly building. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly looking at my character defects by willing to do steps four through nine on a daily basis. And so it says, um, relieve me of the bondage of self. So that is a ongoing process for me, uh, moment by moment, that I have to remember that I am here to align myself up with my higher powers will and not, not with Sartre's will anymore. And it's so easy for me to fall back into that self-mentality. And so by saying this prayer and remembering what I said, it reminds you throughout the day, am I aligning myself with my higher power's will or am I aligning myself with Santa's will? And that's when I need to check in with someone and do a 10-step around whatever is coming up for me. And um, I like when it says take away my difficulties. Taking away my difficulties for me means just giving me the willingness, you know, willing to be willing to do the work. And so sometimes it is difficult for me to actually want to be humble and do steps four through nine. But today, I am willing to do it. The self-pride has really diminished quite a bit in me over the years. And it says that victory over over them may be a witness of those I will help. It's not about me. It's about being an example for others and being a, a servant for other people, for 
for my for my higher power's will today. And so what I'm showing is my higher power's power, my higher power's love, and a way of life that is that is beautiful. And people can see I'm it. People can see it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Lynn. I will stop there and with that I pass. Thank you, Santa H. And Monica T, you have an announcement for us, please. We're excited. Yeah! Good morning, good morning. This is Monica T, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. And how appropriate. Here we are at step three, making a decision. Well, I would like for you all who haven't done it already to make a decision to come to our Vision for You convention that's going to be held here in just three weeks, November 15th through the 17th at the Marriott Hotel and Convention Center at Newark, New Jersey, Liberty International Airport. Now, why do you want to do this, you might be asking. You know, we're making this decision. We're making a decision. I'm powerless, and I'm making a decision. I'm looking for some power. Well, let me tell you, this will be my third convention, and there is power. There will be power at this convention with over 800 of our best friends. And the power of the big book, the power in the rooms, just the love. You don't want to miss it. So if you would like to go and... Registration ends tomorrow, so here we go, guys. You need to go to the website, www.avision4, that's the number four, u.info, to register. Registration closes tomorrow, and there are still rooms available at the Renaissance, which is very close by. And they are going to offer door-to-door speedy limousine service for us. So, I'd love to see each and every one of you. Plus, on this, in on, <clears throat> excuse me, there, please don't miss it. And um, it's the power. You know, how appropriate, the power. Why? You know, what are you going to see there? You're going to see the power, the love and the way of life. So no matter where you are in your recovery, please come. Yeehaw! Thank you, Monica T. Matthew F., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Barbara Julie E.B.? No, sorry, Matthew F., it's his turn, and then we'll take names. Matthew, please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, I... uh, lost my abstinence two times in the last couple of weeks and realizing that I just really failed to surrender. I was clinging on to this idea that I was still in control, that I was more powerful than the food, and it caught up with me. And that's okay because I realized I just need to dig deeper into the program and surrender all the more and work all the harder on the program. And... uh, Today's a really big day for me because I'm responsible for a big fundraiser at work. It's our annual event. There's a lot of pressure on me. There's a lot of eyes looking looking at me for the success of the event. 
And I realized yesterday afternoon, I literally wrote the script for the event. It literally says like five o'clock, this person is going to do this. 6.15, this person is going to do this. And it's necessary for the job. And so everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. But as I was listening in this morning, um, I realized more and more that God is at work with me. This program is at work with me. You all are um, revealing so much uh, to me through all of your service. And there's just no coincidence that this prayer is meant for me today to surrender because uh, I I may have written the script for the four hours of this evening's event, but um, I don't write the script of my life or or control what anyone else is supposed to do. So I would ask for all your prayers and support today um, in letting go. And yeah, even though I wrote the script, um, I have to just let go of the uh, the expectations and, and surrender today and the rest of my life to to the will and care of God, and um, I automatically felt better. So when I heard the prayer this morning, um, the big light bulb went on, and and uh, I realized what was going on, and and want to surrender that. And thank you all for your kind service. And I'm going to continue to say this prayer throughout the day. And uh, thank you all again for all of your work, and good luck at at the conference. I'll be thinking of you all. Um, have a blessed day, and, and uh, thank you so much. I'll pass. Thank you, Matthew F. For those of us who may have come on a little bit later, we are on page 63, the second paragraph. We were now at step three. And I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last few days to take this opportunity. And again, please say your name just once as it helps me hear everyone. Who would like to Naomi share? B. Barbara B. Carmela G. G. Julie E. B. Rick J. Craig F. Oh, okay. If we could just hang on a second, please, because I missed some people. I got Naomi B. Barbara B. Julie E. B. It was a gentleman, and then I have Craig F. Who was the gentleman that I missed, please? Rick J. Rick J. Okay, and I can take one more name. Carmela J. Okay, this is our lineup then, and I apologize again. I know I missed some people. Naomi B., Barbara B., Julie E. B., Rick J., Craig F., and Carmela G. Naomi B., would you go ahead, please? Good morning, Lynn. Can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your service, my friend. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Well, God, I offer myself to Thee to build with me and to do with me as Thou wilt. Not my wilt, but His will for my life. That is like, if I don't do anything else, and the rest of this entire book... I am giving my selfishness, my self-centeredness over to God to let him do what he wants to do in my life. This was never the way when it came to the food. When I had my daycare business in my home, I'd always say to God, you send me the families you want me to love. But all bets were off when it came to the food. 
Because God, lowercase g, was my God of my understanding when it came to the food. Because, you see, I knew best. I knew what I had to do. I, I, I. So self-centered. So self-consumed. And, yeah, that, you know, got me up to near 300 pounds. I'm only 4'11". Hello? But once I turn my will and my life and and everything over to his care, well, the weight was lifted. Not the physical weight. That came later. And it was just amazing. This beautiful love affair started with my creator that someone so beautifully said, stitch my heart together just the way he wanted me to be. And it's huge. And just on a side note, the convention. Oh, my gosh. I went to the convention four years ago, three, uh, two years ago in Newark. And I was able to connect faces with voices. I know one young man, Charles, you know, you're not going to get upset with me mentioning. We've known each other for a few years now. And I'm, like I said, 4'11". He's got to be six foot who knows what. Anybody taller than me is tall. We were so excited to see each other. We just held each other. And meeting Harlan in person, well, I met Harlan before, and Larry, and and I could just go on and on. It's like it's better than anything I experienced. And I want to tell you, it is so worth your time and so worth whatever effort and the cost, of course, the cost is involved. It is just unbelievable like nothing I've ever experienced, and God willing, I hope to be there again. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. And Barbara B., it's your turn, followed by Julie E. B. Press star one, Barbara B. Thank you. This is Barbara B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. There's a heavy rain behind me, so please bear with it. Um, this third step prayer was such a turning point for me, and still is each day. But I'm hearing the voice of my early sponsor, my first sponsor, who when even before I took the prayer to heart, was reading it from the book. She had me say, Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of your power, changing the die to your, your power, your love, your way of life. Because in my great enthusiasm for the program, I still was preaching a gospel of self. It was, look at me, my power, look at my way of life. And I needed the focus on your power, your love, your way of life, because we've just looked at what it's it's like to learn to quit playing God, and now it's really make that making that decision to quit playing God. That was the way it shifted gears for me, and the way it still shifts gears whenever I think I'm going to put myself back in the driver's seat and take it over as opposed to doing the footwork and letting God do the changing and letting it be God's love, God's power. Uh, Thank you. I pass. 
Thank you, Barbara B. Julie E.B., it's your turn, followed by Rick J. Please go ahead, Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered here in Colorado. Um, just so blessed uh, to have this uh, this um, prayer as a part of my life um, on that day long ago, um, and uh, not so long ago, but on that day a few years ago, but also to have this prayer as a part of my life um, each day, each day, um, even though I have made a decision, each day um, I I commit this, um, my will and my life to God um, as well. And the part that I wanted to discuss was uh, to abandon ourselves, uh, if we were ready to abandon ourselves utterly to him. And uh, for me, um, you know, we hear the word surrender a lot, but a word that's meant a lot to me in my program is the word abandon, to give up completely, having run my course. And as I say that each night in my nightly reviews, I say that as I read that and encounter that um, as a part of this step, abandon, to give up completely, having run my course. I can't help but think of my kids when they were toddlers. And they just had to run their course. They would just run all over the house, spinning, spinning, uh, running through, doing this. And when they were run my, their course, uh, then they might pause, uh, maybe even for a hug, maybe to listen to me. Um, <laughs> but they had to kind of run their course. And my higher power lets me do this. Uh, my higher power uh, waits uh, for me to give up completely. Um, having run my course, and every single time, this is what I want to share and witness. My difficulties, the way they get removed, is every time I get involved in anything, whether it's food or self-will, um, every time that I give up completely and run my course, my higher power meets me there uh, and begins to build and loves me, maybe hugs me, maybe listens to me, and uh, so abandon, the whole idea of abandon, to give up completely, um, that's so different than me pushing forward like so many other things I've done in my life. Thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Julie E.B. Rick J., it's your turn, followed by Craig F. Please go ahead, Rick. Hi, Vision. This is Rick J. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. This is my first time sharing and uh, a little shaky, uh, but um, I've been in and out of the program for years, and I've been listening to Vision every day for the last two years, and I, I, uh, you know, have been struggling, and for some reason, there's this part of me that just can't completely give myself uh, you know, to this program and to the God of my understanding. But I was listening to this prayer, and it's got so many beautiful memories, and I know so many beautiful people in this program. Um, but I rewrote it as I was listening this morning, um, and for me, it was it came down to trust. You know, it was one thing for me to have faith, but for some reason, I just was holding on to this this trust issue. And so, what I have is God, I trust you. I am completely yours to remake me in your loving hands. Remove all of me that blocks me from you. 
so that all my actions and words, my thinking and motives will reach those people you place in my life so that they may truly feel your power, love, and way of life through me. May I continue to do your will by working these steps and being there for others. And I'm so glad I was able to get on. I reached out and, to uh, a couple of people in vision, and I want to work the steps, and I'm ready to go. So thanks for being there, guys, and I wish I could be there um, next month. Um, hopefully the year after my schedule will let me do that. But um, it's great to be here and great to listen to everybody. Thank you. I pass. Thank, thank you, Rick J. Craig F., it's your turn, followed by Carmela G. Hi, good morning. This is Craig F., Recovered, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the thing I wanted to drill down on is uh, the last sentence, we thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Um, you know, that uh, I, I read that for a lot of years, in and out of abstinence, um, and I, I, I used to say in and out of recovery, but I wasn't. I was in and out of relief. Um, you know, I would get a certain amount of relief for a certain amount of time, and uh, then my... Uh, will would come back forward um, and the food would come back forward. And, and you know, the, the fact is I hadn't abandoned myself utterly to him. I hadn't been desperate enough. I still had clung to the idea. I, I, I believe that I could control this sooner or later. And I uh, still clung to the idea that all I really needed to do was surrender my food and my weight to the care of God. That, uh, uh, thank you, but I'm a pretty good manager. I can manage everything else. Even though the, the evidence would tell you that, uh, you know, the failed, the failed relationships, the failed friendships, the failed, uh, uh, the, the failed uh, financial situations, uh, all those things would tell you that, uh, that that wasn't true, that uh, I uh, needed God in all areas of my life, utterly abandoned myself to God. And what it, it took for me was uh, to be in the hospital, to be the doctor telling me I was uh, had a 25% chance of dying in the next three weeks. It took the, the, that awful bottom for me to, to, for me to get to that point where I was able to say, uh, uh, whatever you want, God, whatever it takes, whoever, whatever I need to confess to, whatever I need to uh, make amends for, whoever I need to make amends to, whatever I have to do to work this program, I'm, I'm ready. That was my utter abandonment to, to God. And, you know, I, I, I think back and I wonder why was I so hard-headed about that? Doesn't matter. I just was, you know. But I, I wish for you and for everybody, for anybody else that's out there struggling in and out of the food, that is struggling in and out. Don't substitute relief for recovery, you know. That that you that we can utterly abandon ourselves. That we can we can work these steps like. Our life depends on it because it does. 
And, Fine, uh, please. Thank you. And uh, that we find there is a God, may you find him now. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Craig F. <clears throat> Excuse me, Carmela G., it's your turn. Thank you. This is Carmela G., a recovered compulsive overeater for today. This step, this prayer, um, when I first took it as as a as a new person who knew nothing about this program, I, I just did because I was so desperate. I just did what my guide told me to do, and I I said the words. And yes, I took it, and um, she made me document on the title page of the big book that I do surrender. But as the days went on in program and when I moved on to take my inventory and I realized how I was so fear-based that I didn't want to be abandoned by those I loved and those I even just met. I wanted to be the center, and I wanted their love and understanding. And here I went back. Have, I say this prayer every morning, and I went back, and it's I surrender to the care of a perfect being who loves me perfectly. Imagine with all my defects if I just fall and surrender and trust, I will receive the care I need. That is what I fought for for 67 years as a compulsive person. That's what I used to dig into the food and numb out and walk around like a zombie just for that care and that surrounding love. And here it was, if I was willing And every day I am willing to trust and surrender and do whatever it is this higher power that I call God wants of me. And I pray. Some days I say, could you speak a little louder? I don't know exactly what to do because I'm so imperfect. And yet I put one foot in front of the other. And at the day's end, I'm at peace. And I've not offended anyone. And that is the gift of this step. And I thank you all for listening. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carmela G. We have time left for two two two-minute shares. Who would like that thought? Sharon. Sharon. And one more, please. Terry C. Okay, I've got Sharon and Carrie C. Sharon, please go ahead and the initial of your last name, please. It's F as in flower. Um, This is Sharon Ecuador. And the first time I heard this prayer was many years ago when I first um, got into program and I I didn't get it. I didn't have a spiritual guide and um, it wasn't even... A prayer that was studied, and I just, I, I just couldn't relate to it. And, um, and then when I did get a spiritual guide, and it was explained to me, it, this has become like 
such an important piece of my recovery. Um, take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness. If I just let my higher power take away my difficulties and went off and, and didn't share that experience, strength, and hope of of my higher power doing that for me, uh, there would be no purpose. Um, it would just be for Sharon. And um, I know that what's gotten me recovered in this program is hearing those difficulties that other people have have overcome because of their higher powers. When I hear spiritual awakenings, when I hear those little miracles, when I hear what other people share. And so I just wanted to focus on that and how that has helped me and how I hope that when I share that with others, um, that it helps them and that that's my purpose um, in having my difficulties um, taken away. So that, that's all I have, and um, I'm so grateful to share. Thanks. Thank you, Sharon F. And Terry C., it's your turn. Hi, good morning. This is Terry C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. And uh, this, is, this has already been shared, but I, I kind of want to put a twist on it. Um, you know, selfish self-centeredness is the root of my troubles saying this prayer for me too as it has been shared was um it's kind of like the door prize you know take away my difficulties relieve me of the suffering of bondage like do all these things and i'm i know i'm gonna feel better you know it's gonna be better for me so i have to stick a couple questions into this prayer when i say it because i you know this is these are ideals i work toward right this third step um God, I offer myself to thee. Why? I have to ask myself why. Because, like, you know, I just want the benefit. Oh, that's right. It's about him. To build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Um, Relieve me of the bondage of self. Why? Oh, so that I can better do your will. Um, Take away my difficulties. Why? So that victory over them can as has been shared, you know, so I can help others, so I can help others and be a witness and be a teacher of your power, your love, and your way of life. Um, someone helped me with that, and I have been forever grateful because this is such an important decision, but I can only truly commit to it if I really understand what the covenant is with God here. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Terry C., and thank you to everyone who shared and to Workforce Wednesday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, October the 23rd, the 7 a.m. meeting is 13562. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Carmela G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you so much. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do to do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.
See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.